Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Consider this. So, you know, we, we had Clay on and he was, we were just going, you know, riffing on what all this means. So, let's say ESPN doesn't keep McAfee or whatever. McAfee walked away from a $120 million offer from FanDuel instead. You jump right back in that if you're FanDuel. Absolutely. Immediately. His show will never be more you popular right digitally it. than it is right now if he leaves ESPN. Here's the other thing. If Clay's idea about a two-week suspension from ESPN, that is the worst thing that ESPN could do right now because you're going to direct everyone back to the YouTube page controlled by Pat McAfee to watch what he has to say about Norby Williamson, what Aaron Rodgers has to say about Jimmy Kimmel, all of these stories, they're going right to that platform to watch it and away from your platform on ESPN to watch him. That would be a huge mistake by ESPN. Pat McAfee makes ESPN better. I think he makes college game day better. I think he makes their college football coverage better. I think he makes their daily lineup better. So Disney's got a tough decision to make here on how they handle this. And, I mean, is it going to be Norby Williamson making an apology at some point if there's any evidence that he leaked anything to media about ratings or anything else? Uh, That's another part of this to follow. I Again, if they're going to choose, I feel like they might choose McAfee over Norby Williamson. I don't, I don't know how this thing is going to turn I, out. I'll say, though, Hutton, I do not expect this thing to turn out with Pat McAfee apologizing for anything. No. That's no. not going to happen. Um, here is Pat McAfee on Pat McAfee Live calling one of his bosses at ESPN a rat. Anyways, we're very appreciative, and we understand that more people are watching this show than ever before. We're very thankful for the ESPN folks being very hospitable. Now, there are some people actively trying to sabotage us from within ESPN. More specifically, I believe Norby Williamson is the guy who is attempting to sabotage our program. I'm not 100% sure. That is just seemingly the only human that has information, and then somehow that information gets leaked, and it's wrong. And then it sets a narrative of what our show is. And then are we just going to combat that from a rat every single time? I don't know. But, like, somebody tried to get ahead of our actual ratings release with wrong numbers 12 hours beforehand. That's a sabotage attempt. And it's been happening basically this entire season from some people who didn't necessarily love the old edition of the Pat McAfee show to the ESPN family. Sure. There's a lot of those. We've heard them anonymously quoted in the Washington Post, Mm -hmm. in the New York Post, in the New York Times, in the L.A. Times, in Wall Street Journal. And they're never like, yeah, love the show. This is awesome. It's always like little things to try to tear us down. So even with the enemy within our own camp, somebody that we don't, I don't like that guy. That guy left me in his office for 45 minutes, no-showed me in 2018. So this guy has had zero respect for me. And in return, same thing back to him for a long time. So even with that taking place and potential PR, like there's, we're still growing somehow. Yep. So we're very thankful. Yeah. 
I think we're doing it right. We're trying to do it as right as possible. Mm -hmm. We have good intentions every single time we come in here. We don't always get it right, but motherfuckers been getting it wrong for a long time in this specific field. Long time. Every day. Every single day. What do you mean? Like you said, you have the right intentions. Like We're trying to sit here and have fun and talk about sports. Bingo. And Connor and other stuff as well. Might pop so there's Pat McAfee. AJ Hawk as well there at Pat McAfee Live. Um, look, he, he, AJ Hawk's eyes, the moment he started to go there, was great because that dude always just looked straight into the camera. He kind of gave a little, hmm, okay, so we're doing this. Um, the, the show, according to ESPN Average, is 403,000 viewers on YouTube. Uh, what will it get, Chad, if they take him off of ESPN? I'd say you probably at least double that. Yeah. I, I think it's going over a million for that show. Uh, if there's a M Monday show day of national championship game and it's been announced over the weekend that Pat McAfee is suspended off ESPN and if he posts anything about I am going to speak my mind to right. open today's show, anything like that, it's going to have well over a million viewers for, for that show. And again, it's just an enormous mistake by ESPN if they do that because you're encouraging Pat McAfee's audience and fans of his show to just always watch it on YouTube and not ESPN. And I hate to break it to ESPN, but in terms of brand right now, McAfee's brand for McAfee's people is stronger than the ESPN brand. They're going to side with him. I think more people now that were watching on ESPN, but maybe because it was more convenient or whatever, if this feud continues... And the line has been drawn in the sand. If this feud continues, those viewers, those fans, they're going to follow McAfee and not necessarily ESPN. Now, on the flip side of this, McAfee's got a damn good thing rolling with ESPN right now. He is on the premier college football pregame show. And I think Big Noon kickoff has done a good job closing that gap. But college game day is the show of record. Been on the longest. Yep. It has better ratings most weeks. He's a big part of that show. He does a lot of stuff with his Pat McAfee, different the sideline pass and all the things he does with the playoff and national championship. He gets to do a lot of cool things through ESPN, but he didn't go into this thing with some gauge in his brain saying, I'm going to tread lightly on this. He went in and said, I'm going to say exactly what I think about Norby Williamson and what he's been doing to us. I would also say, Hutton, you brought this point up earlier. I hope he's got proof. Well, I mean, of what of what he's accusing Norby Williamson of doing. Well, but here's the deal: um, if I mean, he's he's already laid it out there, you know, you've got I mean, the first sentence from the New York Post with the 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 ratings. First sentence: it's always about the numbers, not the words. Okay, we'll see. Yeah, because it's also. It's also actions, okay? What McAfee did, McAfee, when he made the jump to ESPN, his fan base, by and large, hated this. Yeah. And but now, why did they hate it? Well, because it was ESPN. But uh, Not just that, though. Only because they the, thought ESPN censored, would censor him right, more than other right. places. The yeah. self-cancellation goes on way too much. Yeah, it happens all over the place. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, too, it's too common. And it, it, it's stupid. Like, stand up. For exactly what McAfee's doing, and you've got the be you've got his base who is even more endeared to him now, because I mean he's the guy who's going to you know wear a tank top, and he's going to swear and cuss and do it on air, drop f bombs well, on he, ESPN. He, look, I think he rightfully stood but, up for himself against yeah. someone who he thought was not supporting him, 
that was one of his bosses that was, in fact, not just not supporting, sabotaging him. Right. And he spoke his mind about it. I think most Americans out there will hear that and applaud him and agree and say, great, that's exactly how I'd like to handle that same situation. I can't fault him for that. Yeah, you're not going to hire him and then censor him. But instead of censoring him, they, the, he's saying that they're, they're tanking based on false information that's coming out. Well, instead out. of censoring him, they're saying, we're going to sabotage you because I can't control you. Right. And I hate that. Right. So they, but they're leaking this info 12, what, 12 hours prior to the ratings release, and it's not accurate information. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, again, you want an audience? He's, he's got that for you. He's done it. And ESPN's going to have an audience of, well, uh, everyone trying to figure out what they're going to do as we sit and wait on a, a, a comment. What's Norby Williams it's, doing right now? I think they're going to, we'll probably get that comment about, you know, 10.30 p.m. tonight. That uh, will be the time they finally draft that comment. They're also going to have to go to Norby Williamson and have him be a part of the comment. He's going to need to be quoted yeah. in this. I mean, I, who knows, man. But you've got, there are a lot of moving parts to it. McAfee's saying, hey, I'm, I'm not, I'm not budging for what I said I was going to do. Props. McAfee Props. has also said and done things on college game day that but, are controversial for a show like that, that you they, wouldn't expect someone on that show to say. But that's what, I mean, they knew that. That's though. who he is. They yeah. put him on all these different And here's platforms. what else he has. He's not afraid. I don't think he cares one bit. Again, I, it, maybe he wants to get fired and be done with ESPN and go back to doing his own thing because he doesn't like what they're doing. Maybe this is, I mean, this is quick end to this contract, too. Um, I mean, again, though, he also knows, and I, I mean, the, the, to me, if he's not with ESPN, FanDuel just needs to re-up and do it again. You run it back. Yeah. You've got, you've got that going. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow. We've got uh, Trey Wallace joining us from Houston. Ahead of the, there you go. Ahead of the national championship game coming up on Monday, uh, one of the more uh, nondescript college football national championship game locations. I have to keep reminding myself this game is being played in Houston. Yes. If you saw the beauty of the Rose Bowl at sunset, and that venue for college football, going to Houston it for is, the national championship game is a real letdown. It is a cavern of a no. Too. No offense to Houston or Houstonians anywhere. No, that's fine. But not quite the same vibe. What's the vibe for the national championship, Trey? Michigan and Washington, where one Big Ten team trying to finish unbeaten, the other unbeaten is joining the Big Ten next season. What's up, guys? Uh, I mean, I'm just trying to avoid the ESPN rooms downstairs near the uh, the media lounge. There you go. Uh, well, been, let's, let's start with that one, Trey. What, what, we can. Let's, I mean, I'll uh, have fun with uh, it. Yeah. What are the odds that we see Pat McAfee on ESPN's coverage on Monday throughout the day and Monday night for the college football national championship. I just think it's kind of slim. I was talking to a few folks down in the, the, the media workroom area uh, when this all kind of happened. And, you know, my, my biggest thing is don't forget tomorrow uh, media day for the, the players and coaches and whatnot here in Houston. Uh, ESPN is, is broadcasting all of this. Um, how much of a, uh, it, it's not going to be a talking point that they bring up on the air, but it's going to be a talking point per se. Let's just say if, if, if McAfee was, was going to be a part of that somehow. Um, and then you have Monday night, you know, and, and let's be honest, like a lot of people tune into the, the, the McAfee cast yeah. um, of what they do when it comes to, to college football games. I mean, I, 
you know, I, I switch back and forth a little bit, you know, every now and then for big games and in the guests that they have. Um, you have to think about this long term, you know, long term is the wrong word here, but you know, let's just say Pat McAfee's not doing the broadcast on Monday night. You think all the guests uh that, that they have lined up would want to come on uh without Pat McAfee? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna put AJ Hawk down there on the sidelines? You know, my biggest thing is what they would do if they, if they needed a backup plan is they would go with go with the Sugar Bowl cast, which was, you know, good friend of the shows and now kick Cole Kublik. Um, I thought he did a good job during the Sugar Bowl, so that would be one route um that that, that they would go to. Um game day is gonna be on a little bit later you know, on Monday, just because of the kickoff time Monday night. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to see what ESPN decides to do, um, especially with them taking over, you know, this this college football playoff and, and having one of their personalities, one of their high-profile personalities, who I enjoy listening to, uh, be a part of that broadcast and be a part of, you know, potentially what goes on here, you know, when it comes to the, the media hotel, when it when it comes to, you know, um, you know, and they'll leave that to Marty Smith and Ryan McGee and others to do these, you know, one-on-one great interviews that they do. But when you're promoting something for so long like this, and and then something like this happens at a Friday at two o'clock in the afternoon, heading into, and by the way, guys, this is an interesting part of this. And I know Pat McAfee, it's his own show and whatnot, it's on ESPN, but like this is heading into the biggest weekend for ESPN period all season long this is this is what they look forward to this is what they pay for this is why there are trucks and trucks of of people and and equipment downstairs right now and over the convention center getting ready for tomorrow and media day and on on monday so to have this going on it's it's very you know it's very interesting to me It, it it's kind of like wow okay did i really hear that um and and you look at it from a perspective of putting on the game Monday night itself, there are going to be a lot of people that that don't want to listen to Fowler and Herb Street because they have opinions about them, which I think they do a really good job. But how does this play out when it comes to what ESPN decides to do with so much money invested in this game, guys? It's it's an interesting talking point here, even over the last two hours. Yeah, I mean, if you think about this, uh, uh, Trey Wallace with us uh, covers college football for OutKick. Um, you know, the... It, Fowler and Herb Street didn't want. They didn't mention the Michigan saga. You know the the Harbaugh storyline. They're certainly not going to bring up anything like this. And if you've got the alt, alternate broadcast where McAfee's going to say whatever he wants, I mean, I, I don't know if you again. You want to make it about the brand of the college football playoff? I don't think ESPN is going to put him on the sideline right now. He's scheduled to be roaming the sideline for the broadcast. Yeah, and that and that's the biggest thing too is like I, I have a piece coming out tomorrow um, talking about how Michigan is the NWO of college football. You know, <laughs> Pat McAfee's wrestling background and whatnot, yeah. and everybody that hates them they go to that broadcast. You know, Ohio State fans, whatnot. You know, and I, I can go on and on. But people go to that broadcast for a different type of flavor, a different type of broadcast. And that's what Pat McAfee does. So to not have that, um, I I would think that's a hit. Uh, You have to think of advertising dollars as well uh, that go into this. They're selling what's going to be on ESPN, too, and and to potentially not have that. But if you're ESPN, you, you have to make some kind of stand. And a stand is, okay, if we don't approve of this, if if we think this has gone too far, Okay, then we're going to take him off college game day on Monday. He's not going to be the Pat McAfee broadcast on the sidelines for four hours on Monday night. That is all, all it's doing is promoting his brand. I don't disagree 
you know, with with him having his own platform and saying whatever he wants to say. But at the same time, you have to understand the repercussions that come with something like that. So that's why we're at this crossroads where Pat's going to have to make a decision on what he wants to do with his future. And again, it's a talking point here. I'm surrounded by media members. We're all talking about how this is going to play out over the next three days. Trey, I look forward to reading your piece uh, on this game at, at Michigan at Outkick.com. Is it easy to just paint this in the roles as good Washington versus evil Michigan, given the Connor Stallions part of this? Or does the fact that Michigan's not exactly a powerhouse that's won a bunch of national titles recently make it a little bit harder to just paint it as good versus evil when you look at these two programs and where they are right now? Chad, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, we, we, we go into this matchup on Monday night with, with the world, you know, against Michigan. You know, that's, that's just what it seems like. People are hate-watching Michigan at the moment. And, and, and when you break this down to Michael Phoenix Jr. and what they did to Texas last week, yeah, I mean, I think there's a little bit of, you know, can the pack, you know, a lot of this, a lot, here's what a lot of people are seem to forget, not forget, but just take it in different directions. This is the last game for the Pac-12, as we know it, as a, as a representative in the college football playoff. Sure, okay, the Pac-2, you know, they have a couple of years if they can fit somebody in, blah, blah, blah. Don't see anybody making it out of the Pac-2 that's remaining in the playoffs. So this is the last big stand for that conference. And, and, and you know, that's a talking point for me. That's the way it goes out. The conference being able to claim a national championship over Michigan – uh, in their last season, that's massive. And, and it goes, you know, and, and it's it's only going to help the two remaining schools that are there because let's not forget distribution money, revenue that comes in from what goes on this year. I mean, to have the Pac-12, and I know Washington will be gone, they'll be a Big Ten member, but you can't take away from, from the resources that they will gain from a national championship win if they do it this year. So there's a lot at stake when it comes to this game just, just outside the – the narratives that that we put out as media members are, are even talking about. And then, you know, Michigan, Michigan is like, you know, they're, they're the bad team. They're the hated team, you know, and it, it's not like the cool hated team with the old NWO or whoever you would want to put out there when it comes to wrestling. Like people just don't like them. They don't like Jim Harbaugh. And that's what I think drives, you know, viewing up the, you know, up the chain on, on Monday night is, is people wanting to get involved in this and see if Washington can actually do it, which I think they can on Monday night. Um, so it's, it's a weird dynamic. Tomorrow is going to be very interesting. Tomorrow, Jim Harbaugh is not going to say a damn thing. He's going to talk about, we have a one track mind and this is how we're doing it going in there. I'm not talking about the NFL. Washington's a different animal. They're going to get in there. They're going to say what they have to say. I think they're going to have fun with it. I think they're going to be loose. You have to remember, Michigan is just, man, they have been in the headlines every single week, and it's not because of how good the team they are. It's because of the ongoing saga off the field, and I find all of this very interesting. Even even after beating last week, you know, Alabama last week, it's like, okay, well, how did they do it? Oh, guess what? Connor Stallions was in the stands last week. You know, so there was it was just weird, you know? So we look at this situation, Chad. I think there's, you know, about five different storylines in here, and, and one of the biggest is, can they knock off Michigan, Washington? Can they do it where the Big Ten, the NCAA, don't have to show up in Ann Armor and, and one day take away their trophies? Trey, the, the, oh, another storyline is just Harbaugh in general moving forward. Anyone anyone there covering this game, have you heard anyone say they think Harbaugh's staying? No. I mean, <laughs> I was uh, – I'm not going to name names of reporters and uh, speaking a little bit ago, but we are all under the assumption that you – know, and I even phrase it this way too. 
to a couple people. I said, okay, if, if Harbaugh wins the national championship on Monday, like, okay, that's your perfect ending to go out. Okay, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll, they'll build you a statue. They'll name you a, a coliseum after you. They'll, they'll do something at Michigan. You'll be good for the rest of your life. If you lose that national championship game on Monday night, you're what? You're one in three over the last three years in, in the college football playoff. By the way, without a national championship to claim. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh would walk away without being able to finish the job. People I talk with, the people, the sources I speak with, think that NFL is the way that this thing plays out next season. But deep down inside, is is, is Jim Harbaugh going to walk away without a national title on his hip? Like that, that's the thing that, that I think drives a lot of this. I think if Monday night comes around and he wins a title and he's hoisting up a trophy, I think four days later after they get done with their parade, Jim Harbaugh is going to start interviewing some, some NFL teams. It's probably going to be gone. I, I think if they lose that game, a lot more goes into the decision of how you want your legacy to be left at Michigan. But let's not forget this one thing. We all talked about it all season long. Once this Michigan season is over with, the Big Ten and the NCAA are going to get back on campus. They're going to start crawling up Jim Harbaugh's ass for the next nine months. And once they do that, they're going to want records. They're going to want emails. They're going to interview him. They're going to talk to him about the sign-stealing investigation. Don't forget about the Committee on Infractions who now has the COVID-era-related recruiting violations. It is going to be a interesting nine months, to say the least, for Michigan leading up to next season, and we still don't even have a punishment left um, You know that, that's been handed down from the NCAA. So if he thought it was bad now, if he thought the season was bad, the NCAA could come back and nail this guy with a, a 5, 6, 9, 12-game suspension next season if they can prove that he lied. Um, also let's not forget too, if they can prove that he knew about Connor Stallions and what he was doing at Michigan, there's just so many layers to this and Harbaugh might just be like, all right, look, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to Pete Carroll this thing. I'm going to go to the NFL. Y'all can get slammed whatever the NCAA is going to do to you. And sorry for your bad luck. So we could argue that it's Pat McAfee biting the hand that feeds with Norby Williams and ESPN, or it's Norby Williamson biting the hand that feeds with Pat McAfee and what he brings to ESPN. But however you look at it, someone's biting the hand that feeds. Another under-discussed part of this is Kirk Herbstreet, in a weird way, sort of biting the hand that feeds when you consider ESPN's relationship with almost every bowl game. And here's Kirk Herbstreet saying, let's do away with all the bowl games. Not enough people care about most of these bowl games. Let's just have the playoff and be done with it. I, I disagree with that, Trey. I do think a bowl game is an accomplishment for certain programs, and I like watching football. I always default to more football as opposed to less football. What, where do you stand on this, and what do you think about Kirk Street making those comments? I tell that to the millions of people that watched the Cotton Bowl last Friday between Missouri and Ohio State. Um, you know, tell that to the people that watch Georgia wax Florida State. Seven million people watch Tennessee beat Iowa thirty-five to nothing, and by Iowa way, had about a ten percent chance of getting a first down on every uh, and, series. And by the way, that was at one o'clock on New Year's Day. Okay, so you know, I like Kirk Herbstreit. I like what he does when it comes to calling football games. I think he's great for college football in general. I think he's wrong on this point. Why, why? Okay, so you're going to have opt-outs. So you're going to have players that don't want to be around for these lower-tier games. 
Um, by the way, ESPN owns a majority of these games too. So you're losing money when it comes to putting on because of advertisement, which is probably not what the ESPN bosses want to hear out of one of college football's most prominent voices in Kirk Street. So you look at this overall, I think I I look, I love the college football games. Okay. I, I enjoyed watching LSU uh play Wisconsin in the Relia Quest Bowl. I enjoyed watching Nico play against Iowa's defense. I didn't enjoy that offense. That was like death by a thousand cuts. But you go back and look to it. Enjoy watching, you know, any other game that was on, I was tuning in. I mean, I might not be tuning in for four quarters, but I was too if it was close. Like, I can look at it on my phone. If it's a close game, all right, I'm going to tune in and watch the fourth quarter. I'm just saying, in general, we have built up this college football system for so long, and next year we get 12 teams in the playoffs. We get home games, you know, for some of the, the quarterfinals and whatnot. Then I, I, I don't see any point of getting rid of the bowl games. If players don't want to play, that's fine. Freshmen and sophomore will play. We'll just have to come to grips that this is what the postseason is going to look like from now on. By the way... Coaches damn well don't want to get rid of these bowl games because they're catching one hundred, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollar bonuses, you know, for winning certain games at those times in the postseason. As I well. am okay so, with that going away. Not the bowl games, but those bowl bonuses for some of these coaches can go season. away. I'm good with that. <laughs> hey Trey, uh, just yeah. countering. What the hell are you going to yeah. tell Kirk Herbstreit if he wants to say something when the guy to his right is calling out one of the executives today? Oh, nothing. I, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you 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 can't game tell him anything. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, can't exactly. tell him anything. You, I mean, but, you know, the, the bigger Doesn't point Herb is... Doesn't Herbstreit love Norby Williamson, too? I feel like he's made comments publicly about Norby. I feel like I've heard the I, word Norby know. come out of his mouth before. I can't say that. I I, I don't recall that. I'm, I'm sure anybody's going to suck up to their bosses every now and then. I'm not saying Kirk Herbstreit's sucking up. I'm saying, just in general, talking good about your boss. But, in, <laughs> I mean... Guys, you know, the, the gauntlet has been thrown is, down. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and, and it has, and it's good. And here's the other thing too. You know, the, the, it's a little bit agitating. It is what it is. It doesn't affect me and my job, but it affects a lot of people at ESPN. Uh, the folks that do a great job, you know, putting together college football or sideline reporters or whatnot. You know, I think you know, I think of the people like hey, Molly McGrath or or Cole Kublik or or Marty Smith, Ryan McGinn, whatever you name them. Those, those folks have to deal with this stuff over the next couple of days leading up to their 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 biggest game of the season and everything they put into it. So it's just, you know, it's it's dumb. It's stupid. It's to a point where now they have to make a decision on what they want their product to look like on Monday. Um, I would hate to be in these meetings tonight uh, that are currently going on probably right now. And uh, the college football department of ESPN is about, 12 stories down from where I'm at right now. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out over the next couple of days. Trey, uh, great work as always, man. We look forward to the coverage and maybe we can connect on uh, Monday to get a preview of the game. Yeah, I look forward to it. Media day is tomorrow. We'll have a lot of coverage for that um, for the convention center. And uh, yeah, stay tuned to outkick.com. Uh, always appreciate coming on with you guys. Yeah, look man. forward to a little preview on Monday before the time. Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thanks for the coverage. Enjoy the game. Yeah. Have a good weekend, Check Trey. Trey Wallace podcast at outkick.com as well. Uh, I don't know if Herb Street's mentioned Norby or not, but the only time Pat McAfee has in the last 24 hours that I can tell is live on the air today. Because when we come back, I've got the statement that was prepared for the actual ratings release. And I'll compare that to the numbers that are in the post from yesterday's article that was out early and leaked early, according to McAfee. And he names many, many executives. 
and there's one guy he's not naming after literally on purpose naming everyone else he could possibly think of in this book. That's next on Hot Mike. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer. With over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros, Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow rolls on on uh, OutKick. It's going to be a, a great weekend headed in. Long weekend for ESPN. Long, of, long night a long week. right now for the, the PR team and for Norby Williamson. Um, I wonder if you just pick okay. up the phone and call Pat McAfee if you're Norby after that. Uh, he's not going to answer the phone. So so the the numbers, just to, just to give some background, from the New York Post – which was, this was posted, let's see, this was published yesterday, Thursday, at 3.44 Eastern. Um, McAfee today saying that this came out, this was leaked about 12 hours before this press release that I've, I've found here from ESPN that was released this morning. Um, the numbers here, as I scroll down again here, so... Uh, just straight from the New York Post. Since the inception of McAfee's show on ESPN in the fall, Stephen A. Smith and First Take are handing McAfee a 583,000 viewer lead-in. McAfee's maintaining just 302,000, a 48% drop. Right, let's, just, okay. let's just keep that in mind. 48% drop. McAfee maintaining just 302,000 of the 583 that Stephen A. Smith and First Take is bringing in. Okay. Here's the press release from ESPN. That's in the New York Post story. Yes. What's that? Yes. The, this is the, the, the headline here. Pat McAfee show sees steady growth in December, garnering 886,000 average viewers per episode. So they're counting all the social, right? They're counting YouTube, TikTok. Uh, they're all the, across all live channels. ESPN Plus. They're factoring all this in. And... Which, when they made this deal, it was all about multi-platform that's exactly right. success. Exactly. ESPN's linear audience alone has ballooned by... 20% since the first four weeks, now averaging the 332,000 viewers per episode in the month of December. But they're not factoring. YouTube audience averaged 403,000 concurrently. Combined, it marks a 35% year-over-year increase from the noon to 2 p.m. time slot in 2022. So you have the 48% drop 
compared yeah. to what ESPN is saying, which is you an have increase. The 35% year over year increase. Here's the quote from Pat McAfee. And again, he earlier uh, on his show, Pat McAfee Live, specifically named Norby Williamson, an ESPN exec, for uh, calling him out for being a rat and leaking false information. Here's the quote in the press release that was prepared to go out this morning. It's been a wild ride this season with ESPN. We had a phenomenal opportunity to do what we love on the scale that we've never done before. Day to day, it certainly feels like a lot of folks are watching our program. He goes on to say this. So many cool moments happened this year because of our relationship with ESPN. Jimmy Pitaro has been incredibly hospitable and motivating. Burke Magnus has continued to be strong and an ally. Senior Vice President Mike Foss and Julie McKay have helped us do things we'd never, we've never been able to do as an independent operation. I mean, he names, and you're not going to find Norby Williamson listed here. You are going to see quotes, though, from everyone that he just named. So, I mean, based on the, the quote from Mike Foss, Pat and the boys have grown their audience every month since joining ESPN and have been an incredible addition. The first three months have been a tremendous success across every platform, regardless of how you add it up. And that's the exact opposite of what is being written by the New York Post. So I understand. Now, it, with that background, and you see these quotes, again, like uh, they're going to prop up everything they can possibly prop up. But it's McAfee that they're doing that with. Yeah, I, he, here's my just summation of every all this info. that Those statements, the numbers getting out before. Uh, and I, I've seen this too many times over my career, and I know you've seen it too, Hutton. Yep. Um, Norby on. Williamson seems like he should be a company man, being at ESPN for 40 years, and he seems like he should be a guy that's rooting for ESPN success and doesn't care where credit comes from or who gets the credit. And Norby Williamson, to me, if this is true, what McAfee is saying, sounds like a petty a-hole that what he ultimately wants is control over his talent and he wants to be the one to get credit for that talent and those shows. And he's got none of that with Pat McAfee. Probably didn't want him to begin with. Probably was the only guy at ESPN with Jimmy Pitaro banging his hand on the table saying, I don't want McAfee. We can't control him. He's not going to be in our studios. not going to do any of this. We don't see Stephen A. Smith saying bad things about Norby Williamson. Norby Williamson works with Stephen A. Smith, wants his show to do well. So what is the characterization that makes Norby Williamson look better, it's to tell everyone that my show has a great lead-in. His show, The Outsider, the one I didn't want, is taking that lead-in and the numbers are dropping severely. Yeah. So if you're always on the outside, the way Pat McAfee says, and he's got reason to believe he's the one leaking this information, I think this is absolutely what's happening. It is well, inter-office politics that is now on the national stage because Pat McAfee had the balls to come out and call a rat a rat. Well, and that this, is what this looks like. Hey, uh, th these, th this press release is written before 344 Eastern yesterday. So this is all ready to go. Yeah. And then the numbers come out that he's calling out today on his show. And, I mean, it, to me it's glaring that he's leaving his name out. But he's naming him today. No, it's it's he, this isn't. It's very that, glaring. Yeah, uh, that's something that pissed him off when he saw that story, and he knew exactly where it came from. Well, but this was already because they already don't out. like each other. But he knew this; these numbers were going out. Yeah, today. and I also take this when I hear it. It's not a surprise. It's surprising that Norby Williamson heard his name and him to say it directly on his show. 
not surprised for him to know that they don't like each other. I think right. it's pretty well known, obviously, that Pat yeah. McAfee doesn't have a lot of use for him because he knows Norby doesn't respect him, A, because he made him wait for 45 minutes and didn't show up to a meeting in 2018 the way McAfee described, and B, knows that he's not supporting him and doesn't want him there and never wanted him there. It's probably let that be known to everyone around him that McAfee knows that he's not his biggest fan, and because of that, this boiled over to this happening today, and this may end up being a, a him or me situation between McAfee and Norby with both going to Jimmy I Pitaro mean, or Bob Iger, as Clay told either, us at, at Disney. Yeah, either way, it's the face of ESPN here, right? It's him or me. It, but there's no, to me, there's no out here for ESPN to look great because it's back to the old storyline of what they're doing behind the scenes here. Because you don't oh, like who, somebody. Who do you really say? Good. If it truly is a these guys can't work around each other, what? because McAfee's going to continue to just roast him and do this and that. And if it is a him or if it's McAfee or him, in one corner you got the guy that everyone said, "Boy, this is great for ESPN." Don't know if it's great for McAfee because he's going to be censored, but it's good for that ESPN brand, and I think it's very good for College Game Day. In the other corner. You got Norby Williamson, who's been a loyal lieutenant for 40 years at ESPN. He is an ESPN man, and he has been uh, behind the scenes in a lot of very successful shows, programming, live sporting events, everything. Who are you going to side with, Bob Iger? Company Which man one are you the taking? anti? Anti-company man that gives you some street cred with your audience, which, oh, by the way, everyone there, Jimmy Pitar included, admitted we need a little street cred. We went a little too political on our, on our programming. we got to get away from that, get back to sports. We need this part to our brand. That's why they gave him the gig on college game day. I'm fascinated to see how this ends. And today ESPN I'm also I'm guessing apologized. we get a statement tonight about it or tomorrow from ESPN. Well, ESPN also apologized today around the same time this about, shows about Aaron Rodgers going on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, join us Monday. We'll be live 3 o'clock Eastern right here on outkick.com slash watch, and uh, we'll be previewing the national championship game. We'll be discussing the NFL playoffs and much more. Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow rolls on Monday. 